Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. Thank you. 
We are so blessed to be in this house. We are so blessed that you woke us up this morning. There are so many of us that just haven't found me yet. It's a job right now to try to entice them, show them something. Make them understand that you are the light, you are the way, you are the one that's going to make a path. You're the one that's going to restore us. You're the one that's going to heal us. You're going to be the attorney. You're going to be the doctor. We need to understand this, and we need to pass it on to everyone. Everyone. So many of us get involved with that, with that rearview mirror of life. Stopping us from doing so much stuff. But that rearview mirror of life, use it. Use it to understand that God put you through. He brought you through some things that you just don't understand. But it's necessary sometimes to suffer. It's necessary sometimes to be sick. Sometimes you have to just get down. You have to hit the bottom to realize that God is there. He is not invisible. He's right there. He's helping you the whole time. Those of you that have not said a prayer, you don't have to stand up and pray. Go to your closet. Pray to yourself. Pray in your car. It is necessary. It is necessary. God, you've given us so much to look forward to. You've given us so many things to do. You've given us talents, Jesus. Some of us have not discovered our talents because we haven't asked it. We haven't asked about it. Each and every one of us can do something better than someone else. We all put our talents together, and we will serve you to the utmost, to the highest that anyone can ever be served, because we love you. We love you so much, Jesus, that we are willing to just sacrifice everything in your honor. You have done so much for all of us. Thank you, Jesus, for building us with you.
him for everything you've done, everything you're about to do. We honor you and bless you. It's in your holy name that these prayers go up. Amen. Thank you.
Thank you. 
You've been so kind. You've been so great. You've been so wonderful. 
And Lord, we love you today. As we continue to progress in our worship experience, there's a time that we need to hear a word from you. So I ask now that you would prepare our hearts and our minds to be ready to hear what thus says the Lord. Because truly you have a word for your people in this 21st century, in this fifth month of the year. This 21st day of the month, you have a word for your people. And we want to receive this word with great expectation. And we want to hear from you, our Lord and Savior. Thank you for the hearers and thank you for the doers. Give strength, give hope, give peace, give an increase of faith as we honor your presence today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. Come on and clap those hands. I do want to, to make a few announcements. You can take your seat in the presence of the Lord. I do just want to make a few announcements before we get into the word. I want to have a family get-together, a family meeting, family get-together on the second Wednesday of June. I'm telling us now so that we can make arrangements to do whatever we need to do to be in the house on the second Wednesday of June. Is that your other house today? No. Okay. That's your other house today. Okay. Okay. June 14th. We'll start at, we'll gather at 645 and we'll be prepared. We'll open up with prayer. At 7 o'clock, we'll be ready to share with you what the Lord has shared with me regarding our next move in ministry and the vision for the house. Amen. And so that's going to be June 14th at 7 o'clock p.m. We'll start at 645 with prayer, and then we'll be prepared. So please tell every member of Greater St. Stephen to be present. Amen. If they need to wear a mask, let them know we do wear masks for those that need to wear a mask. This is in the house. We will be present in the house. If they need to sit in the balcony because they don't want to be around people, the balcony is open. But I need every member of Greater St. Stephen. For those of you that are on blog talk listening, please be present. It's of urgency that we hear what the Lord is saying uh, in this season. God has been speaking to me, and he has been giving confirmation to me through several pastors and prophets, and the word is coming forth, and so I dare not miss what God is saying to us in the house, and we want to move in obedience, and so that means everybody needs to be perfect so that everybody can hear what we're doing, where we're going, and how we're going to do this. Amen? The other thing I want to say is that um, the last couple of lessons that we've had, I think, all the way back to um, the beginning of April, um, April uh, 8th, April 23rd, April 23rd, all of the lessons that we have had 
have talked about hope. Living with hope, hope comes from God's grace, a call to holy living, which requires us to have a living hope. And then we are to be equipped with hope. And I want to pause right there for a moment to talk about equipping. How many of you all received a text message from me last week? Everybody received a text. That text was to equip us. That subject was mental health. We had the opportunity to hear from a licensed professional therapist that talked to us about mental health. Now you're saying, Pastor, I don't need to know anything about mental health because everything is all right with me. But if we are saints, Christians, believers, then mental health should concern us because people in the world are dealing with mental health. And because they know you are a believer, they know you are a Christian, they might come to you and ask you some questions. And you need to know how to address them. Not say, oh, let me go get my pastor. Because they might not have time. They might not have time to wait on me to get to them. You are there. And so Wednesday night was a time for us to listen and gather information. And so it grieved my heart that only two or three of us got on the line because we are struggling. People in our family are struggling silently with mental health issues. And why has this kept some of us are suffering with it? And so how do we know how to address our own issues, let alone help somebody else? You know what they say on the plane, that the plane go down, put the oxygen on your mask, on your face first, then put it to help, help somebody else. But we can't even help ourselves because we don't even want to take up the time to get equipped. Can you turn the volume down? Something is too high on this. So I, I, want us to, I want us to take advantage of free things, especially when you don't have to leave your house. Yes, I'm fussing. Take advantage of this stuff. When you don't have to leave your house, and I, ain't nobody going to ask you to show your face, take advantage. Don't you know that if we were to spend an hour with Dr. Keith Dipsy, he would have charged us about a hundred and something dollars Maybe 200 mother. You're right. But we had access to this man for free. So it just grieves my heart that we wouldn't even call in to get the information. Mental health is a pandemic. And we are living through this, just like we lived through COVID. We're still living through COVID. And we're living through mental health because there are so many people out there in the world struggling today with mental health. So I, I want to encourage you, the next time, 
pastor sends you something and you ain't got to leave your house, tap in. I didn't ask you for a dollar. I didn't ask you to leave the house. I just asked you to call in. Because I can't be the only one helping the community. And if we're to be equipped, that was some equipping time. Amen? That's all I wanted to say about that. I, I want us to do better. I, I, I want us to do better. want us to do better of equipping ourselves. You just can't get it from pastor. There are other people, when, when, when pastors say tap in, it's, I, I trust this person. I trust Pastor George Merriweather. I trust. I don't trust them. I trust the God in them. I trust the God in Dr. Keith Dipsy. So I, do, I just don't take us anywhere to drink from. I just don't lead us anywhere to drink. So I want us to tap in. We got to do better, Saints. Thank you. We got to do better. Um, I, I, I also, we... Uh, St. Paul had a one-day revival, and I, I didn't bother y'all. I didn't bother y'all, but I had been announcing it on Blog Talk, so y'all had heard about it. If you get on Blog Talk, any, okay? But they had a one-day revival, and I want to tell you that Apostle Lavelle Thompson preached until the Holy Ghost fell down in that place, and people left delivered. People left healed. People left set free. It don't take three nights. It don't take seven. It just takes the power of God and some people that are willing to usher in the presence of God, to want to desire to be in the presence of God for God to show up. So that's what I want for us. I want us to have this expectation. Every time you get into the house, you ought to say, I'm expecting you to show up, Lord. Don't just ride in the car or ride here and just, you know, have a casual conversation with everybody. They know in my car I don't talk on Sunday morning because I'm trying to get my mind right. I'm saying, Lord, I want you to show up. I want you to be in the house. I want you to be in the presence. And I'll wait till I get here to invite him in. I'm already inviting him, but when I get in the car, when I wake up in the morning, I'm inviting him. Meet me at the house. So that's what I want for us. Anytime we go to church, anytime we go to a place of worship, I want us to be prepared uh, and ready to receive what the Lord has for us. Amen. Have to come with a spirit of expectation. Let's look at our lesson today. Let's look at our lesson. Last week I talked to us about the hope. I gave us a definition. Who remembers what hope is? What does the word hope mean? Okay, let's 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 get our, our pens and our Bibles and our books, our tablets. Write the word hope down so you can see it. Hope means to cherish a desire with anticipation. You had to find it. Amen. Hope is to cherish a desire with anticipation to cherish a desire with anticipation 
to want something to happen. To want something to happen. Or to want something to be true. So you want something to happen or you want it to be true. So we've had about five lessons, and we've got one more lesson that's going to talk to us about hope. We must live with hope. We know that hope comes from God's grace. The only way we're going to be able to live a holy life is with the hope that God has for us. So today, last week, we were equipped with hope, and today we see hope through stewardship. Hope through stewardship. Hope through stewardship. For those of you that have your Sunday school book, we're on page 427. For those of you that are at home and you don't have a book but you have a Bible, go to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. Hope through stewardship. What is stewardship? Anybody have a clue, an idea what stewardship is? Being entrusted. Being entrusted. Being entrusted. Okay? It's not an ownership, but it's something that has been given to you that you're supposed to watch over. Somebody has trusted you with something to watch over something. And and our lesson today is going to talk to us about stewardship. And the greatest example that we have ever had that we will ever see in stewardship. In stewardship. First Peter. I hope you had an opportunity to read verses uh, 1 through 11. I'm going to only read verses 10 through 11 in our hearing to give us a good understanding of this word stewardship and what has been given to us as the body of Christ. Because people think, I don't, I don't have nothing to be a good steward over. You do. You do. Even, even if you don't think you do, I, I, something that I just learned not too long ago from Dr. Daltrey um, uh, was that we are supposed to be good stewards over the earth. We know that already, right? That's what he gave to Adam, right? You know, take care of the land, make it be fruitful, and then you be fruitful and produce and I want the land to bring forth great harvest. Dr. Daltrey said that in the book of Revelation, the Bible tells us that Jesus is going to come and sit on the earth and rule on the earth. And if we don't take care of the earth, where are he going to sit? Where are he going to sit? So we, we do have a responsibility. So let me read, and I, I, because um, the King James Version, you know, is always hard. For us, and we always have to dissect the words, and we always have to find uh, new ways of getting a good understanding of what this is saying. I'm reading from my Dr. Obi Williams, 
New Living Translation Bible, verse 10, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. It's in your book too. The Bible says that God has given each of you some special abilities. Right? And I need you to highlight this in your Bible and your Sunday school book so that you can see it. Verse 10. I'm going to say it again. God has given each of you some special abilities. Shout in the atmosphere, I've got some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other. All right, so let, let me let me back up. I got a little excited. Who wrote this letter? Peter. And who did he write this letter to? Uh-huh. Some early Christians. Folks like you and me. Right? We're not early Christians, but we still every now and then need some encouragement. We need a pep talk every now and then. Because we, we get a little weary along the way. We, we get, you know, sometimes stuff just gets on us, burdens just gets on us, and we need a pep talk. We need somebody to encourage us. We need somebody to cheer us and be a cheerleader. You can make it. You can do it. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. That's what Apostle Thomas said Friday night. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Yes, 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 yes. But, but he wrote this letter to encourage the body of Christ and to let them know that each one of you have a special ability. And this is what you're supposed to do as a steward over your abilities. Y'all catch that? Each of us have some abilities. And the lesson says that that we, we should cherish, let me get back to this definition here, we should cherish a desire with anticipation through stewardship. Uh Uh-huh. We should want something to happen through stewardship. Yeah, we should want something to be true through stewardship. Yeah, from from the stuff that we do, people should experience hope. Just flip it over. Stuff that we do, people should experience hope. Amen goes right there. All right, so he says, each of us has a special ability. Then he says, be sure to do what? Use them to help each other. He didn't say help yourself. He said help each other. Other other does not mean I just help the blacks, I just help the whites, I just help the Hispanics, I just help the Asians, I just help the poor, I just help the rich. Others is all of us that walk on the face of the earth. So he says be sure to use them, your special abilities, to help each other. That's being a good steward. Okay? He says, passing on to others God's many kinds of blessings. God's many kinds 
a blessing. You know, sometimes people have to be reminded of the blessings of the Lord. Take a deep breath. That's a blessing. Every now and then, people have to be reminded of the blessings of the Lord. They say, well, I got aches and pains in my body. But you're breathing. That's a blessing. I I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were saying, you know, um, Kim, I'm blessed because I can feel my aches and pains. Because somebody can't feel the aching pain. Don't even know they got a pain. They have an ache. Don't even know that that body is infected with disease. They don't even know it. And we want we want to murmur and complain about every little thing. But, but the Bible says, Peter says for us, we are to pass on to others God's many kind of blessings. Then he goes in to verse 11. He says, are you called to preach? The word preach is to loudly proclaim. And you don't have to preach from a sacred death. You can preach at the gospel. You can preach at the grocery store. You can preach on the telephone. You can preach on Facebook. You can preach at the doctor's office. Loudly, the word preach means to loudly proclaim. So what are you proclaiming? The goodness of God. Every praise. That's a preach right there. He says, are you called to preach? Then preach as though God himself were speaking through you. That that means we must study. Paul told Timothy, study to show yourself approved. All of us have a mouth. I, I don't know what the man's name is. The thing that song, open up your mouth and say something. But it's a, it's a gospel song, and he he said, open up your mouth and say something. Brown, Anthony Brown, whoever it is, he's talking to us today. We ought not keep silent. We ought not keep quiet. God has given us breath in our body, and the Bible says we owe Him another prayer. Oh, you said the Bible didn't say that. That was Reverend Gary Black that said that. No, Psalms 100 said that everything that I have breath praise the Lord. So we ought to open our mouths and say something. I don't understand us quiet Christians. Especially those of us that have lived, lived past the promise. Used to be the main one talking about how good God is. Because you want to see some stuff. You want to experience some stuff. Y'all going to be telling us, look here, baby, girl. This is how it was, but this is how it is. And you got to continue to trust God and believe God and know that he's working all things out for your good. But you got to love him. So he says, if you're preaching, 
helping, help, help, helping them get dressed for a special occasion. Maybe you just go over and, and, and just uh, water the flowers. Maybe you call and you know they don't have a car. Hey, I'm going to Costco. Do you want to go? Maybe you know they can't get to Costco, but they want something from Costco. Hey, I'm on my way to Costco. Text me your list. And they just cash at me. Because sometimes we don't have the money to do extra. But if you have the money to do extra, then just, hey, don't worry about it. I got you. Especially if it's one or two items. Because, you know, sometimes it's just one or two items that we need. It's not a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe your helping somebody else is just a beautiful smile. Pat on the back. Hey, I was thinking about you today. I stopped and sent a text message to a friend of mine. We shared the same birthday. Don't talk to him often. But I thought about him the other day, and I said, hey, I'm just thinking about you. And I want you to know I pray for you daily. He texts me back. He says, that means so much to me. It's the little things that we can do to help each other. Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Every now and then we need to unplug from the world and plug up to him. That's some soul care right there. That's some self-care right there. Unplug from the world and plug up to him. What does that mean? Well, that means I'm going to pray a little bit. I'm going to pray a little bit. I'm going to read a little bit. I'm going to sleep a little bit. I'm going to eat a little bit. I'll go outside and take a walk for a little bit. Then I'll come back. While I'm walking, I'll just begin to thank him for the birds that's chirping. I'll thank him for the cats that's running. I'll thank him for the cars that I drive it by. I'll just thank him for the sun that's shining. I'll thank him for the clouds that I see. I'll just praise him because the birds are singing. I'll just praise him because the dogs are barking. I'll just give God praise. I won't ask him to do nothing. I'll just give him some praise. That's how you get your strength and your energy from the Lord. In his presence. Because he is our strength. And he said, anything that you desire of me, just ask. And if it's according to my will, baby, I'm going to give it to you. Strengthen me, Lord, so I can help somebody else. Give me some energy, Lord, so I can be energy for somebody else. Why do we do the things that we do? Why is it important for us to be good stewards over the gifts, the talent that God has given us? It's clear right here in this last part of this verse. It says that God will be glorified through Jesus Christ. Now, this lesson in these first couple of verses, 
It talks to us about the mind of Christ. In verses 1 and 2 of 1 Peter chapter 4, it talks to us about having the mind of Christ. Let me tell you this. We will not help each other. We will not preach of the goodness of Jesus Christ if we don't have the mind of Christ. Because if we don't have the mind of Christ, we're only thinking about me and my fool and no more. So how do we get to a place of being unselfish? By crucifying our flesh and taking on the mind of Christ. Now think about Jesus Christ, because later on in this lesson, it, it, it talks right here in this first verse. It says that Christ suffered physical pain. He suffered physically. We know what Jesus did for us on the cross over 2,000 years ago. We weren't there, but we read it. They accused him of committing crimes that he had not committed. They marched him from judgment hall to judgment hall so somebody could find fault in him. Have you ever been lied on, talked about, mistreated, abused, scorned? Have you ever? That's suffering. People turn their back on you. That's suffering. That's what happened to Jesus. He was not only beaten, hair was plucked from his beard. Now those of us that have them hair, whether you wax it or pluck it, it hurts. Can you imagine that's what happened to Jesus? And they wasn't trying to be gentle. They wasn't trying to pull it the way it was growing. They just were snatching it. They beat him. Spit on him. Called him names. Then took some rose bushes. Tied them up together to make a crown. They didn't place it on his head. They shoved it down on his head. And have you ever been pricked by a thorn, a thorn of a, from a rose bush? It stings. It hurts. But don't let it get deep in there and cause you to bleed. That's what happened to Jesus. He suffered physically. So Peter is telling us here, he says, arm yourself with the same attitude that he had. Jesus suffered not for himself, but for others. He gave his life for you and me. Now, he's not saying to us, I want you to die. But I want you to be a good steward over what I've given you. And don't worry about where you're going to get your next meal from. Don't worry about you're going to get your next $20 from. We always hold on, this is my last $10. I got the song, last $10. Yep. 
Look at me. Is the last $2? Oh, I graduated it, huh? My last $2. We're always worried about our last $2. Give it away. You'll be surprised how he'll bless you when you give it away unselfishly, not even worried about it. Don't even think about it. You saw somebody in need and you just picked it up and you didn't worry about Ooh, Let me check to make sure I got some more back here and the other, other pocket. But you just gave it away. Jesus unselfishly gave to others. Jesus unselfishly used his gift. What about you today? What about us today? How are we walking in the newness of life? Remember, Paul uses the word walk, but really he's saying, how you living? How are you living? Are you living to impact this world? Are you living to make a difference in the world? Are you living to make a difference in the community? Are you living to make a difference in your home? How are you living today? This lesson wants us to be good stewards over what God has given us. And the Bible has already told us, all of us, don't ask, don't say, I don't know what I, Brother Pharaoh told us in his prayer. If you don't know, it's because you ain't asked. If you don't know, well, you, you say, well, let, let, let me help you. Maybe you asked and you just couldn't identify with what, what a gift is. Where, where, where do we need to look at? The Bible gives us scripture. You need to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 and 7. In your, in your Sunday school book, that's on page 434, under verse 10. Well, I don't know what my gifts are. The Holy Spirit has given us gifts. And 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 and 7, talk about what our spiritual gifts are. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. Those gifts have been given to help the, 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 the ministry of the church, the building up of the church. All right? But the, the gifts found in, in 1 Corinthians 12, all of us have been given those, those, those gifts. But in Ephesians 4 and 11 and 13, there's been a certain group of people given those gifts. Pastors, the elders, the deacons, the teachers. But all of us have been given the gift to serve, to give, to be an example. To cheer up somebody. All of us have been given that gift. And we must use those gifts that God gives us to glory. We must be faithful stewards over what God has given us. Jesus' assignment was to be born, to live, and die. And he was faithful all the way to the grave. Can that be said about us today? Will it be said about us today? When, when we are, have come as far as we can go, our body is laying somewhere stiff and cold, will people say they were faithful over their gifts? 
They, they unselfishly gave of their time, their talent, their treasure to make sure that the people of this world knew that God was real and that God loved them and that God made sure that all could experience hope through Jesus Christ. Will that be said of us? Or will they get up and say, they, they was a homemonger, they was an adulterer, they was a fornicator, they was a hell raiser all day life. There was a liar, there was a gossiper, there was a backbiter. You see, Christopher, how did you get there? Well, go to your first Peter chapter four. <laughs> Verse three. He looked up bad behavior. That's how I went there. Y'all think I just went off on the deep end? It's in the lesson. First Peter chapter four. Verse three. He licked out a list of sins that should not be found among us. So at the end, will, will people get up and say these things about us? Is, is that what you want your testimony to be? They, they live a life of, of, of drunkenness every day. In my closing, I want to say this. God is judge. God is judge. I can only judge the fruit I see. Can't judge your heart because I don't see your heart. You can't judge my heart because you can't see my heart. You can only judge the fruit that you see. Mother Washington used to say, you can fool me all the time, but you can't fool God none of the time. So this life that we're living is not to impress each other. It's to bring God glory. It's to help others see that God gave his son Jesus to die on the cross that we all may have a right to eternal life. I want to commend the Bradley sisters. They share, Elder Minnie, with Alma, if you don't mind, just share a little bit of her testimony of what she said. She had a dream. Her mother came and gave her the baby brother back. She said, I'll put them in your hands. She could have rolled over and kept on sleeping. She could have got up the next morning and not said nothing and not did anything. But she went and got him. Went and found him. Got him. They prayed over him. Laid hands on him. Did the prayer of salvation. Gave him that opportunity to say, yes, I believe. I know God is real. What is going to be your testimony today? Who will you have helped today? Bud, Bud not here today to say what all happened. But if he was, he would testify how God moved on his behalf through the power of prayer of somebody else. Because they unselfishly. 
gave of their time, their talents, and their treasure. There was some sleepless nights over there, I'm sure. Money spent that we didn't know we had because he needed medicine. He needed this. He needed that. What will be said of us when it's our time to go? We all go somewhere. You leave it here. <laughs> you leave it here. I don't know if you're going to heaven or hell. I don't, I don't know. I can't tell you that. But I do know we leave, we leave it here. And it's only you that can determine where you go. And that happens by what you do here on earth with your time. Are you being a good steward of your time? Are you being a good steward of your talent? Liberating this lesson. The sinful human nature is contrary to the nature of Christ. Preferably consider ways that you can minister to the body of Christ to build it up and not tear it down. However, let's not overlook the need and hurt of our fellow servants. Be an encouraging, empowering, inspirational blessing to your leaders, your fellow workers in Christ, and especially the wounded soldiers that are within your space of influence. Be good stewards over the special abilities that God has given us. Let's stand, let us pray, and prepare to receive our benediction. Gracious Father, we thank you for the gifts, the talents, and the special abilities that you have given to us. When we leave this place, we declare and decree that we will no longer use our talents and our gifts for our own benefit, our own selfish pleasures. But we will use them to encourage each other, to help each other, to build each other up, that you may get the glory out of our lives. So, Father, give us opportunity to share our gifts with each other. Show us who you want us to talk to. Show us who you want us to pray for, pray with, who we should just sit and deeply listen to. Show us, Father. And then give us the strength, give us the energy that we need to get the assignment done. We want you to get the glory out of everything we do and everything we say. I said you will bless the hearers and then give dunamis power to the doers. Give us strength, give us hope, give us peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And now in the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us this now and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all. Watch, pray, live holy every day. Be blessed, my brother, be blessed, my sister. Tonight at 8 o'clock, join us.